Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the missing books of the Bible. Are there missing books, and should we believe them? It's going to be an inter- interesting conversation, Mark, uh, full of mysticism and frolicking through dragon-filled fields. Fuller's full of all of the information. (laughs) Well, Mark, you ready to do it? (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. What's up, my friend? What's up, buddy? It's another fun-filled day here at RTC. Because it's always fun when you got the Fuller in the house. Well, We're in the new studio again. The Wait. Fuller in the house, in the Fuller house. Because ah! we are in our official, hopefully permanent home hopefully. for RTC at least, for the next little at bit. At least for a while. At least for a while. You know, if you're watching on YouTube. At least until you guys, you know, start supporting us enough, we can just like <laughs> rent out a studio. <laughs> or just buy a, uh, oh, or buy an Airstream. Mm. And we can do RTC on the go. Sure. We'll go with that. That'd be really fun. <laughs> but if you're watching on YouTube and you're normally a YouTube watcher, which I will say this, I'm going to call Sabrina out. She says she's going to stop Sabrina. listening to the audio Sabrina. and maybe go do YouTube. But Sabrina, why can't you do both? We need both. We need both. We need both. We need both. We need the stats. Show your dedication. But either way, we are. this is the first time, but second episode that we're in the new studio. Yeah. We got the new beautiful sign that's not blinky blinky this time. So if you go to the last week's episode and watch it on which YouTube, we accidentally went live. So, yeah, so several people got to get a sneak preview. Oh, goodness. But uh, the 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 light on the sign was constantly changing. It would slow fade, and then it would be like rapid fire. And today it's just going to be the regular old RTC color. I like it. So I like it. Hopefully, I mean, next one, maybe here in a little bit. We're going to try to drop it down a little bit. Yeah, YouTube, yeah. you feel so far away. Wait, it's. I want to be able to reach out and touch you, and right now I can't. That's kind of weird, but it, a little bit. It's just a little bit strange. <laughs> Anyways, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man, but I got to apologize. <gasps> I got to apologize. Did so last episode, we drank oh, yeah. some honestly this, amazing this coffee. coffee. Lamp lighter. That crap this was coffee. good. The the lamp lighter. That's got to be coffee. one of my favorite hits so Swift far. Walker blend. It was good. It was, it was an espresso roast, so dark. Really good. But that, what was it, peach? I think it was the peach. Yeah, the peach and the nougat. That was just inter- that was a, oh, in- interesting yes. in a good way. It was a good hit. But, you know, I thought I had it pulled up, but I didn't. So I did not give good credit to whom credit was due because we had a listener ship this to us from Richmond, Virginia. We apologize. James, I apologize, man. I was scrolling through Instagram, and I'm like, Oh, goodness. Was it on Instagram? Was it on Facebook? Was it my personal? Back was it forth. your personal? Back I didn't forth. know what. Back and, and I kept scrolling past your name because your profile picture is you in a 
Scuba which, helmet, which is Fathom Coffee's logo, which Rodney Bue sent to us. With uh, what does the but what does but the Bible? What say? does the Bible say over there with his his uh, wonderful partner Tim? Tim, good old Timmy, tiny Tim. Uh, well, well, he, not not so tiny. Tim. He looks like one of those dudes. Like you know how we got Aaron Taylor in our <laughs> right, area, where right. he's tiny, but the dude can probably stocky. chuck you. He literally could chuck you over the Great Wall of China, tiny but stocky. Like dude can literally <laughs> just like shot put you over something. That's what Tim reminds me. You know, of. we really need so to. So Rodney, on. let us know how strong is tim we really need to get back on a collab with rodney you know he, rodney has been up our butts we've in a good horrible. way we've but been horrible about it we are so sorry i rodney. suck at communication in general it seems like mark it's even worse mark, when it's we know, really need to make it a point to reach out to rodney we need to make it a point to reach out to each other so we can reach out to rodney right we, we, really we need to get janiel on to reaching out to rodney first. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of one of us just text beth or janiel those are the two people who will be sure to actually take care of it right because yeah, that's just what they do. But James, so, I want to apologize for A, forgetting your name, and then B, not having it ready. But la- that coffee dude was phenomenal. So hit, thank you for sending it, it to hit us. in a really special way. And if you if you out there are a listener and you just feel led by the Holy Spirit to send us some coffee, answer that call. And <laughs> beyond that, if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to buy some coffee for yourself, hey. uh, brew it forward. Ooh. Ooh, I like, like that. that transition, my Brew friend. Brew It Forward, our official coffee sponsor of the Real Talk Christian podcast. Uh, I believe they're still doing the uh, RTC coupon code, 10% right? For 10% off. off. So even though it's post-holiday season, there's still birthdays. There's just still playing coffee drinking to do. So if you are in the mood for some really good coffee and you don't know where to go, Brew It, it Forward. forward. Now here's a real, that was that was that was not on purpose. That was fun. man. We should get extra coffee for that right, one. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you hear that, Jared Marianne? Uh, Hook some brothers up. But okay, so let's say someone's like, all right, go to the website, brew it for. Which side note, we 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 failed in this, and we're gonna fix it. If you bought coffee from them, go back and review it because the reviews are please, what actually helps them out. Please um, go back and review it. So, but if someone's like, all right, Mark, all right, Fuller, what coffee from there should I buy? What Ooh. would you tell them to start with? I know my answer. My answer is Mexican roast. I was very, very particular on the Peruvian, but I have recently switched since drinking the Colombian. Oh, really? So I'm not a big Colombian fan. I I'm typically not, but it was some good Colombian. So I would probably say either Colombian, Peruvian. Or the Mexican are probably my three favorite that we've done so far. I'm trying to pull up the website, but um, for some reason the oh there was a. Amazon, I had an Amazon pop Amazon. up and they were like, hey, do you want to go here? No, 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 I don't. Do you want to buy me toys? <laughs> That's kind of weird. Oh, so there is a sample set right now that they are selling with Ooh. Costa Rican, Colombian, and Guatemala. Oh, we did oh, get the, the Guatemala. That one was about amazing. That. Oh, yeah. So if you want to try all three, a sample set, Colombia, Costa is Rican, or and the Guatemalan, all in one, it's loading. The sample set is 35 bucks. But... You, if you use three the, eight if, ounce bags. If you use the RTC coupon code, you get ten percent off of that. And so. if you order fifty dollars worth of coffee, guess what, Fuller? Free shipping. Free shipping. Boom. Mic drop. You know what? They don't the have Mexican. Over. I thought they had Mexican. <gasps> They're out of Mexican. Right they, now? they don't have it. Maybe they never did have it. No, I, don't know. I think I we drank they it. Did. I thought we drank. Oh, they, oh. You know what? Their their coffee is based on what they have at the time. Sure, so they rotate sure. them out. That's, so there's no. That's what there's we. No that's Peru. what I do too, Yeah. So okay, we have to back this up. Back it there's is. four. There's Colombian, Guatemalan, Guatemalan, Ethiopia, Ethiopia, and Costa Rican. Costa Out of those Rican. four that they have right now, what would you tell people to go buy? What was it again? Colombia. Okay. 
Guatemala. Okay. Ethiopia. Ooh, okay. Costa Rica. Okay. I would say either the Guatemala or the Colombia. I would say Guatemalan. Out of those four, I would say, I would say one Guatemala. Of those I would say I would Guatemala or Costa should, Rica. I would actually suggest the sample. <laughs> Just get them all, man. Get the sample. And then after you put the sample in your cart, then go back and put another bag of Guatemalan to get the free shipping and then use the RTC coupon code. Oh, I just looked. You can't even rate the products for some reason. I'm going to text Jared what? and be like, bro, well, I want to rate your coffee. We should yelp it. <laughs> we should yelp it. But either way, we love our people over at Brew It yes, Forward. We, we flat out say this. We don't get money from Brew It Forward, and we don't want their money. No, Because all. all the proceeds go directly back into helping kids take that next step from coming out of foster care trying to get the next stage in life. They're basically just trying to help kids who come from broken homes, right. A, find Jesus, and also find hope that they could actually have a really fulfilling life. So we don't want to take any money from them. Nope, not we at all. We just like to drink their coffee. But speaking of coffee, Sabrina, oh, yes. we mentioned you earlier, and guess what we're doing? We're drinking your coffee. The stuff we cannot pronounce. Um, You, you grab the list and you put it over there. Oh, okay. Uh, let, let me see. Let me see. I know which one it is. Is it the... Uh, it's the very first one. It's the third G paragraph. G th third paragraph down. Uh, Cafe de la Brew Brewery? Yeah. No. Cafe de la Brewery. Wow. I sound like a very uncultured Western American right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sabrina, text so me. Wait, Help me out. Be sure to send us a DM. What does this say? Actually, I don't know. You're going to have to do like a but video DM. But it's coffee DM. beans aged in the cognate... Cognate. Cognate barrels. Which is a form for us Western American. We had to Google it. Uncultured folk who are swine. Un, un, uncultured swine. It's a brandy barrel, basically. It's a, it's a form of brandy. And it's good. And it's <laughs> actually really phenomenal. So. And if we get a little giddy in the middle of this episode, and we don't know why, Sabrina, you send us some interesting coffee. No, it's probably just all the caffeine we're on. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that it's uh, 9.30 at night, sure. and we're drinking our second cup of coffee since... And the first cup of coffee up. was an espresso And blend, this so. isn't the first cup of coffee I've drank today. No, me either. This is like the fourth. Or, this is the fourth yeah, for me. Fourth cup of coffee. And, and we've had bubbly, so we be ready well, to... Well, LaCroix. Oh, sorry, I, we're, sorry, we're cultured in that aspect. Uh, aha, I, I prefer Lacroix my favorite. That's my poison, but I'm drinking Aha. Oh, it, I'm not drinking it. I have it with. Me. See, he was like, I prefer Lacroix, but you're all you got left is the mango, and so I'd prefer an Aha at that moment. I, I just didn't want mango the right mango now. Mango tastes amazing. I had the orange good. last episode. Mm, it Either is good. Way. So right. let's get into what we're the new game for 2022, which is party cues. Party in the USA. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> All right. Now, party cues. Hilarious situations is the category today. Hilarious. I was Hilarious. ready for this one. All right. Good job, buddy. I'm going to kill that. All well, right. That was uh, weird. You're a midwife helping a mother give birth to her expecting girl. <laughs> but without her knowing, you discover she is having twin boys instead. <laughs> How do you break the news to her? Uh, I I got mine. How how would you? Um, All right, I'd be like, hey, yo. Do you like the Bears? <laughs> do you like the Bears? Yeah. Do you like the Bears? Like the football team, the Bears? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You do? Oh, sure. Not really. Well, but... That's great because you got two linemen coming. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, um, are, are your girls supposed to come with hot dogs? Because some ain't right. <laughs> you got some extra attachments with this Amazon order. <laughs> That, yes. should, that should be the real sound effect after my joke. You I'm bought, not, you bought the kid joke. with the accessory pack, huh? <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest, though. It's more of we don't need to break the news 
because it's more the fact, oh, I pushed one out. There's another one coming. Be like, all right, here we go. We got to catch them. All right, you ready for one gotta more? Catch, oh, one that's more? the joke. Hey, did you know you're a Pokemon Gotta trainer? catch them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> all right, you ready for the next that one? That was a really bad joke. The yes, la- I am ready. The last hilarious situations. It turns out any and all packaged food is linked to cancer. As a result, humankind returns to hunting and gathering its food. Foreseeing this, you looted the nearest hardware store. The commercial economy implodes. The barter system is back. What food do you specialize in? Beef jerky, baby. <laughs> Beef jerky. Hot, hot sticks. Hot Co- rods. Coffee. You always need your coffee. Everybody needs coffee. <laughs> That's the... Read that question one more time. Holy that cow, was that was like a paragraph. I know, but I think the people missed it because I missed it. <laughs> How do you miss it? I've been- it took a right <laughs> turn I wasn't ready for. It turns out any and all packaged food is linked to cancer. As a result, humankind returns to hunting and gathering Oh, so food. I guess I couldn't do beef jerky because that is kind of packaged. Kind of. Well, you could do non-packaged beef jerky. That's true. Just you could kill it, it and just, dry it. Just That's dry all it, it is. Ship it. Right. Uh, and so for that's, seeing this, yeah. you, looted, you looted the nearest hardware store. So that's a good thing. Yep. The commercial economy implodes. The barter system is back. What food do you specialize in? I think I think it's an acceptable. I, I, so I can stick with beef jerky He's, and hot sticks and all that kind sure, of stuff. Sure, we'll give it to you. Dried game because you got so you good. got a dehydrator mm-hmm. at the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Jack so, that from Ace, so you can go ahead and do it. Fun fact: I actually Fun launched fact. my first e-commerce website the nice. other day for a company called Pursuit Platforms. Because did you know saddle hunting's a thing? What? Saddle hunting. Speaking of hunting, I've never heard like, of this until I Like you're guys. on a horse and you go and hunt? That's what I thought. Like the old That's school? That's exactly what I thought. But then Brady was like, no, you uncultured Indianian who doesn't hunt. Hoosier who doesn't hunt. No, he didn't say that. But basically, you literally attach a, like, it looks like a child swing to a tree that hooks around your butt. So you're like chilling, free floating on a swing, but you have to have a platform for your feet to sit on or for your feet to rest on. So you're literally chilling with your feet on a platform, right? And your butt's in a swing. And what's cool about it is you're off the ground, but it's, it's mainly, I think bow hunting is the primary. That's what he did. He's a bow hunter. Okay. But you have 360 degree radius of anywhere you want to shoot. And if you put a couple different like platforms together, you can go up and around and move around this tree, but you're not on the ground and you have, and you can completely turn around and shoot behind you. It's really cool. I don't hunt though. I just, I just like to eat venison. So, but needless to say, they created a brand new platform for hunters. So if you're a saddle hunter person, go, Interesting. To, go to pursuitplatforms.com. I've not never, sponsored. Never. Maybe we should be. But maybe I've we never, should be. I've never heard of it. So, so okay. yeah, I just that's a fun. That's my fun fact. Is Interesting. there's such a thing as saddle hunting, and I've I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Never heard of that. Okay. Anyways, uh, I think we have a review. We to read. do. We don't no, have. Right. We do not have another one star review to read. So that, we just have a five star. Just a five star from Zachary Johnson twenty one. This was written December twenty first. Ooh, right before Christmas. Right oh, be- two Christmas days after tree. my birthday, which is more important. Uh, wow. I tra- I'm just kidding. Somebody's a little solo. Hey, solo. did you know why Jesus was born on December 25th? If you don't, go back and listen to our Christmas episode. <laughs> um, Zachary-, <laughs> Zachary Johnson says, I truly enjoy listening to your podcast. It brightens my day at work while also providing good biblical wisdom. Whether I agree or disagree, oh, bro, what do you disagree on? I want to know. On some things, your podcast helps me to further my faith and beliefs by searching deeper into scripture about something you said that I haven't thought of while reading or by reaffirming what I already do believe. Thank you for your podcast and also urging listeners to 
Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Also, urging listeners to not just listen to what you say, but to also study the word as we are told to do in 2 Timothy 2.15. I think that's the study study to show yourself approved, right? The old Awana verse? Yes. I think so. Uh, keep on educating for Jesus. God bless you guys and your families. Well, I bet you've never heard of saddle hunting before, have you? <laughs> you learned something today. There <laughs> you go. Thank you for the review. We appreciate it greatly. Um, oh, I just dropped my mic. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we've been saying this for a long time. We mentioned this in the last episode, but Apple Podcasts used to be the only place where you could leave us a review. But now... You can leave us a rating on Spotify. Ooh. Fun fact: I'm going to pull this up real quick before Let's we. Let's read a couple Spotify real fast. Well, you can't read them; they're just review. They're just ratings. They're not. Oh, they're well, not actual. We don't reviews. have comments. No, they can't, you can't comment on. But so oh. far, we've had 50 ratings on Spotify. So what are we rated at right now? 4.8. Ooh, okay. And I rated the show a five. I rated it a five because I think it's a pretty decent wow. podcast. So, but we have 50 ratings on Spotify for a 4.8, which is super cool. So we, we've got 48. Apple Podcasts, we have 71 reviews, dude. What is up? Let's we go. We got to get to 100. I was going to say, we get to 100, we're giving a study Bible away again. <gasps> I was going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to speak it into existence. We I don't like that. But how about Ooh. that? We reach 100. We should do that. A study Bible for 100. Our hundred. Uh, are, are, you about to, are you about to raise the ceiling on this thing? And then you're we, gonna break the ceiling. No, I was just gonna say. Oh, okay. And we should do something for the hundred thousandth download because we are very. Close. We are so close. We potentially We're, might already be past it by the time we drop this episode. We are. Yeah. Or this episode might push it over the top. Ooh, I mean, that'd be cool. Time of recording, right? So we're three weeks right now. We have recorded this three weeks ago. So we are at 87,000. I got to look real fast at our metrics. But uh, it was right near the 90,000 mark. Hang on a sec. Oh, that's my look, other podcast. Look, Podbean. look. It, uh, too, much, too many devices on my, my, my internet right now. Slowing it down. We are currently at 86.8 thousand downloads all time. So we are... 13,000, 13.2,000 downloads away, which we could do at the current rating in about a month. So, so it, potentially, potentially this episode could push us over to 100,000. This could, depending on how it does, or the next episode could push us over. Okay. So then here's, I guess, is the question. <laughs> what are we doing for the 100? I don't know yet, but I think we should do something. It's, it's a big deal. Side note. Uh, I think. Oh, what do you dude. think our most popular episode is? Though? I, I know what we're doing. You know what we're doing? We're going to do an RTC 1000 download t-shirt with a study bio. Do a double and a mug. All three. What? Yeah. So for the 100th I'm gonna episode a, download. So we're still using the, our our. Our, our holiday, holiday mugs. mugs. I love them. So, so, so we're going to do a new mug. I'm going to do a new mug. Okay. A hundredth or a hundred thousandth episode download mug. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yet. And then I'm going to use that same logo for a shirt, whatever your size. Or right. should we just do the basic RTC? Just the whoop. Yeah, we could do that too. I think the matter. basic one would be a little cooler for just the shirt, but the mug, the 100 download mug and then exclusive mug. And then a study Bible. We'll do all three. I like it. A CSB study Bible. I like it. For the hundredth thousandth download we're gonna have to get this up on a social pretty quick aren't we uh probably <laughs> probably not fail like i did the christmas one oops 
And I don't know how we're going to do it yet. I don't know what the the metrics are going to be behind behind it. But, uh, ooh. Hmm. Because we have to figure out how to choose somebody. Maybe it should be you have to share the episode. You have to share an episode. Your favorite episode. Share your favorite episode and on a social te- media. And then tell us and that tell you did us, it? And, well, when you share it... Com- Making this complicated. When you share the episode on okay. a social media platform, comment on that, that share on that... Like whatever. tag RTC. Yeah, tag RTC so we know. And then you'll be entered for the drawing. I like it. So you can go back into Instagram or Facebook through the archive. And, and it doesn't it. matter which episode, whatever is your favorite your episode. Favorite just one. share your favorite. Uh, can people share it in their stories? Whatever. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So They just got to tag us in it so we know that, that you've done it and we can get you entered. I like it. And here's the deal. I know a lot of times people think, wow, we're already almost at 21 minutes. Holy <laughs> cow. A lot of people go, you know why I ain't going to enter. I never win anything. Did, did I don't know if people know this or not, but for the Christmas giveaway... We only had how many names to pick from? I think we had nine. So the chance nine of names. you just sharing the favorite episode, all you tagging us with it. So you got to do. You don't have to tag anybody else. Just, just tag us. us. You could win a shirt, a mug, and a study Bible for free. Boom. And we'll figure out how to ship it to Canada. Oh, Sabrina. Can't, I would ship anything to Canada. I'd ship anything anywhere anybody wanted to if they think they would get it. Yeah, because we, we did try to ship some stuff to South Africa. And she told me no. And and Raina got her stuff, so that's also super cool. Right. Hi, Raina. Hi, Raina. Um, and then we tried but shipping stuff to Northern Ireland, and I we will, weren't able to do that. I will ship it wherever I got to ship it in any way I can. I love it. So I love it. Well, should we let the people get what they came here to get? We should. That's a joke. They came here to get us. Oh, and now no, we also no, get a conversation. Not really. <laughs> really. Anyway, right, man, I, I think this is going to be. You set the stage. I'm going to so drink coffee. Th- this was brought up by a listener who would really. And I, you know what? I should have brought his name on too. We we are just like zero We're for out two. Of practice. We We're out zero of practice. for two on this. But he brought it up on Instagram or on Facebook. <sighs> I think it was an email. Pretty sure it was an email. All right. Well, since, since I don't I'll, have anything I'll, to say I'll for this set episode, it up. you set, set it up. It up. So, uh, about the missing books, it's the apocryphal books of of the Bible and other missing gospels, and there's a whole genre of, of things out there. Um, but he wanted us to discuss it, and, and I thought it was a good thing because uh, the more I talk to people, the more I hear, oh, well, the book of Enoch, uh, Enoch the last book. Got it, Chance Ricketts. Chance, there you go. Which Chance also emailed me and asked me a couple questions too. So Chance Ricketts asked about the Deuterocanical and Dead Sea books of the Bible. Sure. So, you know, the lost book of Thomas. Oh, he's asked about our hot take. We got to give him the hot take. Let's go. Well, I'm going to give the very educated take. Make it it spicy. (laughs) I don't know about hot. Make it spicy. So. uh, Season that. It's been, it's been, I've been hearing a lot of like the lost book of Thomas, the the lost book of a gospel Uh, of Mary. What was that movie that came out? The book of Eli? I think that. I mean, it has nothing to do with the extra book of the Bible, I don't think. But the no. book of Eli, I think, also created a little bit of, oh, what's the book of Eli? Yeah. which That the, was back in like high school. There isn't a book of Eli. But, no, but, but other books of the Bible. But the, yeah. I hear a lot, even nowadays, it's like, well, in the in the book of Enoch and this and that. And um, it's actually caused, a lot of these have caused people to walk away from Christianity because they believe that the Bible is not oh, true. Oh, I actually didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. So it's I a, know the Gospel of Thomas has caused a lot of well, waves. Well, or the Gospel of Judas. The Gospel of Judas, because that's the one where Ju- where Judas actually had the secret mission from Jesus, right? Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah, that, okay. that him turning 
turning Jesus into the Pharisees was the mission. Now, which one was, had Mary and Magdalene married to Jesus? Was uh, that Gospel I, of Thomas, I, or is that no, also Judas? It, I know. I think it might have been the Gospel of Peter. Okay. I don't remember exactly. Not that we're going to go into each individual book because there's a lot of them and you're going to find out. But, but anyways, maybe this is making so you this inquisitive. Is, so this is the setup behind it. All right, like This it. is the setup of why we are going to cover this, and it's a little bit more of a classroom type thing, very, very like textbook-ish. Welcome to school, baby. So this is for you, Chance. I apologize. Don't fall asleep. This is for you, tired. Chance. This but, is for you, homie. But uh, this is the best we can do in the time that is allotted. There's a lot more <laughs> research yep. to do on it. Uh, that I would encourage you to do yourself. I've pulled a few articles. Um, I actually, and I didn't grab it, I have a uh, revised standard Bible, which has some of the oh, Apocrypha. Oh, the RSV. Mm-hmm. Which has the Apocrypha, or the Old Testament Apocrypha in it. Um, and I have uh, some other books that have some of these other missing books. Of the and I want to say this before I forget. So if you have questions specifically about what the Apocrypha is, Southwestern, uh, well, no, it's, it's just Southern. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary has a really cool five-minute-long video on it. There you go. Uh, but you got uh, the Gospel Coalition has videos on yep. it. Desire God has videos yep. on it. Um, Paul, what is his name? The guy, uh, oh, Paul Washer? No, 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 no. He's on YouTube, big YouTube guy, uh, black guy. Uh, what's his name? Not Maybe it's not Paul. Oh, um, the beat. Yes, the beat. What's his name? What's his name? I can't remember Alan, his name. Alan Parr. Alan Parr. Alan Parr. With Alan, Parr. Alan Parr has a very good 21, 22. Oh, like the five five reasons. It's something about like five reasons. Yeah, yeah. It's like 21 yeah, or 22 minutes. I would encourage you to go listen to that because it's phenomenal. Um, I did not quote any of what he said in this podcast or wrote any of that down, but it's a phenomenal video. All right. Let's get into it, man. Let's go. So are there missing books from the Bible? I mean, that's the basic question. That's why we're here. Um, this... What I'm about to read came from Christianity.com. We'll have the uh, all the links in the show notes like we always do. We'll do uh, our best. <laughs> there are no lost books of the Bible or books that were taken out of Scripture or even books missing from the Bible. Every book that the Lord intended to be in Scripture is there. While there are many legends and rumors of lost books of Scripture, the books were not lost but rejected. There are hundreds of religious texts written during the same time that many of the Bible books were written. Some of these books contain actual historical events, a.k.a. 1st Maccabees. I like the Maccabees. Um, others contain good teaching, the wisdoms of Solomon. Yep. Um, these books are not inspired by God. If we read any of these books, such as the Apocrypha, we have to treat them as fallible historical and religious books, but not as inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God. So I think this is a, a fair question, and we'll get into this later. But how did we, you know, how what what determines if a book is inspired or not? So, you know? uh, well, one, and people aren't going to like this, but the books that we currently have, right, are are, are books of the Bible, uh, where it was voted on by by the church that these were going to be the canonized books of what we have, and there was some debate on like Jude and. Um, well, Luther first, doesn't first, like James. First, second, and third John were debated. Second as whether Peter was one. Revelation. I mean, there were several key books that we have now that were debated for a long time before they were finally canonized. Um, the big thing, what the church did is they, one, took what were the common used books. Wide, what's wide circulation. Wide circulation amongst the churches, widely taught. Um, and did it all line up and was cohesive with the Old Testament. And... 
uh, were they teachings that uh, like um, Irenaeus, um, Polycarp, these older church fathers who had direct relationship? Polycarp was a disciple of oh, I can't remember if it was John or Peter. I think it was John. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was one of the apostles. He was. A, I think it's John. I think I he, think John. so. So, and Irenaeus was a disciple of Polycarp, and Irenaeus was one of the ones that helped put together the original canonized books of the Bible. Um, this was things that were taught that were not contradicting, contradictory to what Christ had taught already, and. Uh, they were not contradicting other books in the Bible. So right. there's a whole list. And they're connected to the apostles. Like that's right. Like exactly. Cause like the gospel of Mark, Correct. even though Mark was not a disciple of Jesus, he was a disciple of, of Peter. Peter. Some, it, so, some people think it should be the gospel according to Peter well, written and, by Mark. And just like Luke, Luke gathered the information, the from, information from, from the apostles. The, yeah. For, from, from those who directly. So that's why he's regarded. And so, uh, it had to have some sort of direct relation. Right. And we, and the, 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 the term that we use for gospel, like if we say gospel of Thomas or right. gospel of, 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 uh, of Judas, we're not saying that's a true gospel. Sure. A gospel now is just a narrative by which we just right. say, you know, it's good news. It's a book that has Jesus in it. So yeah, right. A, a well, bibliography, and, a, a bibli- bibliography of Jesus, just right, right or wrong, you know? So these books that are outside of the canonized scripture is, is what is most people refer to as uh, the Apocrypha. Yep. Um, and so what is the Apocrypha? The Apocrypha, uh, uh, the biblical Apocrypha denotes the collection of apocryphal ancient books thought to have been written sometime between 200 BC and 400 AD. Some Christian churches include some or all of the same text within the body of their versions of the Old Testament, terming them deuterocanonical books. Ugh, there's going to be a lot of hard words for me. I'm sorry when I butchered that. <laughs> Fun fact about the there, Apocrypha. It's like, it's like saying sixth. Did, <laughs> come on now. Um, did you know that the Apocrypha was not accepted commonly, like specifically in the Catholic Church, until right before the Reformation happened? Because uh, like Pope Gregory the Great, he didn't I believe, believe in the books. I'm trying to remember who it was that it, when it became I don't remember the, the what, which pope it was. But there were popes that disagreed if they yeah, should be included or right. not. Martin Luther obviously was on the side where he said that they shouldn't be. Right. I mean, he was a Catholic monk. So, so there's so, there's some. I just find it. I just find that that piece of information fascinating. If it wasn't, there's yeah, there's a lot. So 16th century. You know, the Old Testament apocrypha, and we'll get into it a little bit. Um, was typically books that were written between it when what what is deemed by theologians as the silent years, right? Right. From yeah. from the time of the fall of Israel through the Maccabean Wars. All it's basically from Malachi to Matthew. That's four hundred year span, and it's what is referred to as the silent years. Yep. But that's where all these Old Testament apocrypha literature were written during that time period. So apocrypha, there's two different types of, of apocryphal books. There's two different categories, right? Okay. That they put them in. There's deuter deuterocanonical, and I'm probably saying that wrong, and I apologize. <laughs> so what is this? This is the second canon in Greek. It usually means the part of the Bible that are only used by some Christian churches, mostly Roman Catholic and Orthodox. Mm-hmm. The books only exist in Greek language manuscripts that were written by the Jewish people living in Greek-speaking areas of the Mediterranean Sea between 250 and 50 B.C., as were all the books of the Old Testament. 
It was not until circa 900 AD that the Old Testament as known in Jewish and Protestant religions was written in Hebrew and limited to the current so-called canons, a.k.a. this is what we call the Masoretic text. The like the you mean the the, the, he, the no the Hebrew Masoretic text. So you have the Septuagint text, right? Which is the Greek, the Greek Septuagint. The Greek. Septuagint. Oh, this is the so, Hebrew that's based off of the Greek. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So this is the right, which is the Masoretic text. Gotcha. I'm tracking. I'm uh, tracking. So uh, the books are not part of the Jewish Tanakh. This is the Deuteral Canonical. Books are not part of the Jewish Tanakhs, also called the Hebrew Bible, although they were quoted as scripture well into the Middle Ages as found in the Jewish Mishnah and later rabbinical writings, even into the 6th century AD. The current Jewish canon was closed by the time of the Masoretic text in the 10th century AD, which is 900. Right. 900 and so AD. the Deuter, that's where Deuteronomy comes from, the second right, given the of the second law. second canon, right. Second law. So Deuter, right. Deuter canonical is second canon. Right. Um, I find it interesting, though, that the, the, the apostles, they never brought up anything. So, it, you know, it, you know <clears throat> there is a, a lot of speculation on that because, uh, you know, around 250 B.C. is where the... Uh, where the Greek Septuagint started coming about, and and it, what was it? It was ten. I'm trying to remember how it was written, it was ten separate priests. The this this king of Greece or whatever the, the Septuagint. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were all different writers from different, different times. Different. No, it was different right? writers from different regions who were supposed to translate the the scripture and put the put the scripture into Greek, and they all came back and it all lined up and it was a miracle and blah blah mm. blah, and that's how they came up with it. That's the legend. Because I've also heard some other things where it's like the the Septuagint of the Torah was phenomenal, but then like the law was or not the law, the uh, prophets was pretty a hack job. Yeah. So <laughs> so the legend goes that it was like nine or ten different translators translated this stuff and. Uh, and they all came up, and it was like all exactly spot on. That's just a legend. No, this is fascinating um, stuff. Man. So the uh, the Greek Septuagint was obviously done um, by Jews that lived in Greece and Greek speaking areas, um, but was not necessarily what Jesus and his disciples would have grown up having. That's just something that was out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they probably had oral traditions and stuff like that, and other. Um, Tanakhs or Jewish Hebrew Bibles that we just don't have access to now since the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD. So uh, deuterocanonical books. What I mean, what kind of books are we talking about? Uh, the, there's here's several examples of those books: the Book of Tobit, the Book of Judith, the First Book of Maccabees, also called First Maccabees, the Second Book of Maccabees, also called Second Maccabees, the Wisdom of Solomon, also called the Book of Wisdom, the Book of Sirach also called Ecclesiasticus, the book of Baruch with the letter of Jeremiah as its last chapter. The book of Daniel and the book of Esther are longer in Catholic Bibles than in Protestant Bibles because they have more stories. Now, interesting Hmm. fact. I actually don't know if I knew that. So interesting fact, though, uh, I'll give you some examples from the book of Daniel, the extra chapters in the book of Daniel and the extra chapters in the book of Esther. Okay. So in the book of Daniel, he ends up having this weird dream about some dragon in this land, and and it's just, it's totally mystical. Oh, and, you know what? No, I, I, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that's why that was never actually included in the Hebrew text. It was included in the Greek Apocrypha, but not in, because it didn't match the rest. It didn't match the writing style, 
or how Daniel talked throughout and the rest of the Jewish book. this is Jewish rabbi. This is Jewish said. rabbi in okay. the Mishnah. So they said, no, nope, we're rejecting this. It's not OG. This. Okay, it's not OG. A lot, all these books, if, if you go to the rabbinical communities, they reject these books because they do not then why follow. Do we, then why do we feel like we can add to them if the rabbis are like, nah. <laughs> if rabbis say it's OG, I'm going with the OG. So uh, the book of Esther, um, she goes like crazy in the, in the ending chapters of the book of Esther in the deuterocanonical chapters. I need to read this. And it's you should take my RSV home, and it's just like <laughs> some whacked out stuff. But uh, it does not follow the theme. It doesn't follow the writing style. It doesn't follow anything of what the rest of the book that we have hmm. in our Protestant Bibles follows. It's all out of place, like it was written by somebody else. Like it was added, but it wasn't the same author. And and it's not backed up by rabbinical evidence. No, not huh. at all. That's so, fascinating. Okay. So that's one part of the Apocrypha. I did not know about that. That's cool. The, that's cool. The other part of the uh, Apocrypha, the other types of books, right? The other category is the, and I'm going to butcher this, Pseudapicrypha. Pseudapicrypha. Jeez. It's a hard thing to say for me. <laughs> Suda. What does Suda mean? Uh, so after? we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So Suda comes from the Greek words pseudo meaning false. False. Okay. And apocryphine, apocryphine meaning to inscribe or write falsely. So you put them together, false inscription or false writings. Greek for load of crap writing. So that's what it means in the Greek, <laughs> right? This is what it means in the Greek. Okay. It says depending on what academic discipline. This is a uh, another Christianity.com. Uh, depending on what academic discipline a scholar is working in. The word can mean any written work attributed to an author who did not write it. Hmm. Uh, in biblical studies, it refers to a collection of ancient Jewish books attributed to the patriarchs of other important figures from the Bible, but not actually written by those authors. And it's widely known that they did not write them. Right. It's, okay. That's why it's called false huh. false writing, false inscribed, because it's like a biography. It's like, uh, who? Uh, it's how did he put it? it? I think it was John Piper that put it. It's like... Being Barack, no, it was Alan. It was Alan. Uh, Alan Parr. Alan Parr said it. He said, uh, "It's like me writing about Barack Obama claiming to be Barack Obama." So it's a ghostwriter <laughs> who has no permission to write about exactly. the person they're writing exactly. about. Huh. So, okay. so some of these books uh, from the Old Testament, right? Okay, include the Apocalypse, Apocalypse of Abraham, the books of Adam and Eve, the Ooh. Apocalypse of Adam. The Sirach Apocalypse of Baruch, or Second Baruch, the Greek Apocalypse of Baruch, or Third Baruch, the Biblical Antiquities, mm, okay, yeah, or Studio Philo, the Book of Enoch, the Book of Secrets of Enoch, or Second Enoch, mm. the Fourth Book of Ezra, or Second Esdras, the Book of Giants, the Book of Jubilees, the, li the Lives of the Prophets, the Fourth Maccabees, the Testament of Moses, or the Assumption of Moses, the Sibylline Oracles. Oh, that sounds pretty dope. The, <laughs> the Testament of Solomon, the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs, the Testament of Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Joseph, <laughs> and Benjamin. So the Twelve Twives. Wow. Twelve Twives. The Twelve Twives of Israel. <laughs> See, it's a tongue twister day, isn't it? This is awful, you. man. So New Testament is the Epistles of... The Epistle of the Apostles. Okay. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> now I'm good. The Gospel according to the Hebrews, the Gospel of the Ebionites, 
the gospel of the Egyptians, the gospel of Mary, the gospel of the Nazarenes, the gospel of Nicodemus, the gospel of Peter, the gospel of Philip, the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Marcion, the gospel of Judas, and the gospel of Barnabas. Well, all right. That's a lot. So, so those are all those false writing books, right? They claim to be an author, and then as the church investigated, uh, the book of Thomas, fun, funny enough, was written early 2nd century okay. A.D., but it was early enough that there's people that knew Thomas. There's writings on this through, uh, I can't remember wh- which Christian church father. But they knew that Thomas did not write this because Thomas himself said, I would never say anything like this when it first came out. <laughs> so Thomas's like, that's not me. That's a, that's a false writing. Wow. Claiming to be me. Yeah. So, All right. So this is the type of things that are being fake done. Fake news. Big time. So fake news happened even 2,000 years ago. Wow. All right. So, which, you know, we've read out a lot of books, yeah. but which ones are kind of the most popular? Obviously, we've talked about the book of Thomas, but really, I want to focus in on the book of Enoch. Okay. Because now, why, it's been, why is that? It's been very popular for years, and a lot of people use it for, uh, to look at like, oh, end times and stuff. It's very, very big, especially like in the past four or five years. I can't tell you how many people I know have been like, have you read the book of Enoch and all the, man, it's just crazy. The stuff that's happening today is from the book of Enoch. And if blah, I blah. guess who told you that, would I guess correctly? Probably not because you don't know. No. But, um, <laughs> so there's, there's two quotes, right? That yeah. from our canonized pro- Protestant Bible that looks like oh, it possibly yeah, quotes remember this now. from the okay. book of Enoch, right? There's Jude 14 and Titus 1, 12. Um, so if it was, doesn't that mean the, the book of Enoch is inspired because puzzle Paul quoted because Greek philosophy, well, and so that's the thing is <laughs> just because somebody quotes something, what they quoted, God had inspired them to quote, but how do we know that it wasn't just an oral teaching that just several writers quoted? It's like me saying, you know, I sweat like a hog. And then you being an inspired writer said, man, the, the hellfire makes you sweat worse than a hog. It's like, well, okay, we said the same thing, but yours was inspired by God and mine wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. Well, now, so, now, Jude 14 says, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, sure. prophesied about them. See, oh, I'll pop up. Go away. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones. That right. was Jude 14. Then Titus 1, 12. Let me pop that up. It's not popping up. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, one of Crete's own prophets said it. Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, evil brutes, and lazy gluttons. Yeah. So, hmm. um, just because it was said doesn't mean that it was inspired, right? So there are some debates whether Jude was quoting uh, in Jude 14, the apocryphal book of Enoch or something else. Whether that's true or not, the quote from Enoch does not affect the inspiration of Scripture. It also doesn't mean that the early church removed Enoch because of internal inconsistencies. Uh, Jude only quotes something true in Enoch, but this doesn't mean the Lord inspired Enoch. Furthermore, Paul quotes uh, Epimedians in Titus 1.12, uh, but this doesn't mean epidemium blah, 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 this was inspired either. Hmm. So basically, this came from Christianity.com. I, there was like several articles on these books, and it was fen- some good reading. Uh, basically, what they talked about in this article is um, just because they used, just because there might be some truths, right? Doesn't make it Doesn't true. make it inspired. Okay. And doesn't, but there can be truths. It's just like anything. I can read a book, whatever book, and there might be some truths in it and some, you know, 
falsehoods and it doesn't make it inspired, but I can call out what the truth is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was basically what that whole article, which will be in the show notes was talking about on the book of Enoch and should it be in the Bible? So, um, we keep talking about this inspired and not inspired. So did the early church consider these books as inspired? I mean, I think that's the fair question we have right. to ask. Right. Why can we call them inspired if everyone else <laughs> sure. in antiquity is like, nah. Yeah, right. So the first canon was the um, Matorian canon, which was compiled in AD 170, so second century. This is shortly, I mean, you figure if John, you know, Isle Patmos, John, uh, you know, was on the Isle of Patmos in the 90s AD. This was less than 100 years after that. So pretty close to the time. A couple when, generations. Right. A few generations. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, the Matorian canon includes all of the New Testament books except for Hebrews, James, First, Second Peter, and Third John. In AD 363, the Council of Laodicea stated the only that only the Old Testament, along with one book of the Apocrypha and 26 books of the New Testament, everything but Revelation, was canonical and to be read in the churches. The Council of Hippo in 393 and the Council of Carthage in 397 also affirmed the same 27 books as authoritative. But but when they say 27, that means everything plus Revelation. Right, exactly. Right? Yep, because, yeah, and it was only uh, four years later. So four years prior to, to the uh, Council of Carthage, they were saying not revelation, but four years after that, they were saying, okay, yes, revelation is authoritative and inspired. Hmm. Do you know which, uh, which book the council of Laodicea approved of from the <sighs> apocrypha? I do not. I, I, if I had to guess, I don't know. I didn't look into it, but if I had to guess, I'd probably say first Maccabees because I enjoy uh, the Maccabees in terms it's of just, very historical. Uh, now there are some falsities like the prayer over the dead prayer over the dead just just uh, because they did it doesn't mean it's true doesn't and, mean it's and, and that's what drives me nuts about how you know specifically i mean we can go into purgatory because sure. purgatory is found in the apocrypha not anywhere else and you could be cleansed and purged of your sins to stand for holy right. god which i'm like that's then uh, that, that's what jesus death on the cross and did alan parr goes through all this so he does uh, okay and so it's fun it, like i said look up alan parr on that one but um that's my thing when you consider the Apocrypha as inspired, right, is an inspired word of God, which most, even Roman Catholics nowadays won't say it's inspired, but they still include it at in a separate section as like a historical. Oh, you ready for this? So going back to the Council of Laodicea, the sure. 59th canon forbade the readings in church of uncanonical books. In other words, churches were reading these uncanonical books in their services, and they're like, don't do that anymore. Right. The 60th canon listed canonical books with the New Testament containing 27 books, omitting Revelation, and the Old Testament including the 22 books of the Hebrew Bible plus the book of uh, Baruch, Baruch and the Epistle of Jeremiah, but excluding all the other deuterocanonical books proper. It is also believed that they may have demonized the second book of Enoch, right. which led to its de degeneration. Right. So... That's interesting. That, that, that's just fascinating more than so anything. Throughout okay. church history, there has always been disputes about what books belong in the canon of Scripture. The church has always agreed in such discussions that the canon was closed with the Apostle John's death. So, like, after John died, there should be no other books added. There's nothing added because the canon is closed. Even, you know, the apocryphal books, missing, missing books aside, those were all written supposedly prior to John's death. Right, which is why a lot of conversation between Protestant and Catholic conversation comes up, where if you read some early church fathers, they have more what would we would consider modern-day 
Catholic teachings rather right. than modern day Protestant teaching and going back and forth. Sure. But if this is scripture, this is scripture. Right. Exactly. Know? So, so, I mean, knowing all this, knowing that, you know, a lot of these books that are, are being found, you know, I, it's funny cause I was in, in CVS today picking up a prescription for Janiel and they had a rack of magazines and in that rack was the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know, oh, the Book of Thomas, and it always seems like right around Christmas time, the you know the Lost Gospel of Judas or the Lost Gospel of Thomas or the Lost Lost Gospel of Mary always comes about telling this different story than what our canonized scripture says, and it cracks me up thinking, how do people that know scripture even think for a second that this is scripture or that this? Over 2,000 years, you don't think that the early church fathers would have saved this scripture if it was truly canonical? Well, it also, we have to remember how much these early Christians loved their scripture. Valued it. Like, I mean, obviously the Old Testament, that was, you know, secured in the temples and the tabernacle, not temple, but the, and yes, in the temple, but also in the synagogues and everything else, in scrolls. And sure. the Jews held these books as holy, which sure. is why when you go to like a Catholic service or an Eastern Orthodox service, they walk out holding the Bible. Like it, you have the crucifix of Jesus, and then they hold up the Bible. Right. They they do the parade around the altar. They kiss the scripture because it's supposed to be the symbolized of this is the holy book. Sure. Whether or not you agree with it or not, I think it's a little weird. But, um, but with it, though, the early Christians... It was a whole different, whole different ball game. They they couldn't walk around with their smartphone and be like, "Hey, how many translations you got? I got all of them." Like right. they didn't do that. They couldn't like like on our shelves. Look, you look have at my like, bookshelf. Yeah. You have like fifteen <laughs> Bibles over there, and right. I have like you know just as many at home. They right. didn't have it. Like we did nice package with the the red binding and the gold leaflet. You know, right. we didn't have that. Yep. They had little scratches and notes, and well, they would they would try to write things and it down and make copies, and they would they would literally die over these. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't go to the market and pick up a whole new Bible. No. It was no, it was tedious painfully copying and people died over it and they would try to copy it for churches and and that's why they they were trying to compile the letters of which of the letters were widely circulated right. which is code for they were written and copied and copied and copied right. which people will then bring in the errors of oh well, there must be errors in it which we've even proven that like no there really aren't yeah like it, sure there are some errors but it's well, not the content that's but the error. There, is it errors or is it I don't think it's errors. I think there's a different swing in a hermeneutical stance at a certain point. Oh, in the I book. mean, but there's also like actual like jot and tittle, awkward little just oopses. But I think that is from more of translating mm, okay. than it is from the original language of. And the some people even slash. argue there's different dialects of Greek based on where you go potentially, sure. just like there are in America. Sure, you know, you're right. You guys or y'all or right. You folk, like, you know, whatever. But, you know, with this conversation, though, it's the fact of if these people gave their lives for these little tiny parchments of paper, right. and then they were sending them to church after church after church and making copies and copies for these local congregations to have these little bits and pieces, like a church may only have Romans. They may only yeah. have first John. It was precious to it them. Was, it was their everything. Right. You know? Right, exactly. And that's why... 
that's why you know the 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 Luke even says he goes. There's many accounts of Jesus, which is crazy to think that there were many written so down accounts many, of Jesus. It would fill books that would fill the earth, right? And so Luke <laughs> even said he goes. I like he goes. There's there's so many different accounts, but I want to give you an orderly account. Right. And then he says Theophilus, who it's Luke writing to a real person. Here's a good account of Jesus, right? Which that's why people believe I that myself Mark, have investigated. These that's things. why people say Mark was probably the first gospel, right. and then you know Matthew and Luke used that and some other potential that and potentially like a Q a document, Q document right. yeah, which I never yeah. understood what it was until you know I was some other in some other document. Yeah, right. But because that we don't talk about that, which right. we should be talking about it in our church, of right. the fact of these are not the only four stories of Jesus that went around. There's some that have been deemed wrong right. by people who knew the apostles and studied under the apostles right. and knew people who walked with Jesus. Let's just say you know? it's like a, a book written about Mark, right? Right. And my grandson and, and I, hears I, about it. I knew about you, right? And your grandson hears about it. And your grandson's like, what? And so I'm giving your grandson, hey, this is what your your grandpa did. And your grandson goes, okay, and he's taking that. And somebody's coming in and saying, oh, that's not what your grandpa did. And it's like, no, well, no, I got it from a trusted source. This is what my grandpa did. And that's what it was. And that's what these early church fathers, Polycarp and Irenaeus and all, even, even Clement of Rome were trying to do. They were trying to protect the actual true account from reliable sources passed on generation to generation of what happened and, and the teachings of the apostles and the teaching of Jesus. So... So, so your question. So uh, I want to read a quick thing from Dave Jenkins. He says, Christians should treat the book of Enoch, this is about the book of Enoch, uh, like the same way we treat, uh, we do the other apocryphal writings. Some of what the apocrypha says is correct and right, but much of what is, it says is wrong and historically, historically inaccurate, mm. which there is a lot of historical inaccuracies in these books. If you decide to read these books, you may read them as an interesting novel containing interesting stories from history. You may not read them as inspired, inerrant, infallible, clear, and authoritative word of God. Right. Like as part of my uh, master's course, I had to actually read the Maccabean period book sure. because it was a, I mean, Jewish antiquity history sure. style course. Yeah. It was fascinating. Well, e even you Josephus, know? you know, accounts from the Maccabean books from the Maccabean War. Right. I mean, that's how... And, and here's something that I thought, I, 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 when I was, you know, just thinking about this episode and, and listening to some things and reading some things, I found it interesting that St. Jerome, who wrote mm -hmm. the Latin Vulgate, mm -hmm. did not include the Apocrypha. No, or he the, did not. Specifically the Book of Enoch and other ones. As he was translating into Latin. And, but, but Augustine of Hippo does. Mm -hmm. And the question was, well, why? These are some of the greatest, specifically in the Roman Catholic Church, because that was the church at the time, so sure. that it is what it is. Um, but Augustine of Hippo, which honestly is the forerunner to Calvinism, sure. in all honesty, right. which is kind of fascinating to think about. Mm -hmm. And then you got St. Jerome. But I just want to say he put it in there not as authoritative, inspired word. He didn't hold it as that. Right, but he put him in there. He put him in there, but he didn't. For whatever reason, but, but they I, like to I, I hold on to it. I got you why, though. I got your why. And they say that because Jerome was in Bethlehem when mm. he was doing his Latin Vulgate. Mm -hmm. Where was Augustine? He was in Augustine of Hippo. He was in Egypt. He right. was nowhere near Jer Jerusalem. So right. that makes me think, okay, St. Jerome was in Bethlehem with Jewish rabbis. Mm hmm and if they're saying, no, we don't accept those, That's th those are part of our history. Those are part of our fabric of who we are as Jews, but they're not part of the Holy Scriptures. Right. They're not part of the Tanakh. 
It's like reading the Red Badge of Courage about the you know Civil War and and, and the oh. points. Have you ever read the Red Badge? I, of Courage? I know exactly what it is, but I so never read it. It's like yeah, I picked a different th- book. There's some yeah. historical facts in there, but it's a story, right? And that's what the apocrypha is. There's there's some truth in there. There's some there's some historical facts, but then there's a lot of non-truths and non. Historical facts. So should facts. we read these books? I don't think it's a bad thing to read. I don't either. You know what's going on. Especially, but, I, again, I'll say it again. I love the Maccabees because, sure. man, these suckers go to war against I like Rome, reading Baruch and all and that. They go ham yep. on people. Right. In fact, one person said that they think that Disney should get their hands on uh, the book of Tobit because it's like a... It Tobit, reads like yeah. a Tobit, because it reads like a Disney movie. Yeah, I thought that right. was funny. Well, but it's true. And, and I agree with Dave Jenkins here of, yeah, you can read it, sure, but it's not inspired and errant, infallible clear authoritative word of god you cannot treat it the same as scripture you can't so so here's a question for you then though okay so if if history has deemed these books as not true right and the church fathers have also which some people do argue okay it was just you know the winners write the history books type crap it was the um, roman catholic church blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. right so but i guess my question is is why on earth is there such this like almost cult following i you know, you know, I I keep even today preparing for this. I kept asking myself, why is there a follow? <laughs> right, that's and the question. The, the only thing I can come up with, right? Okay. The only thing, and people can agree or not agree. This is just my opinion. That's not authoritative. But Satan is the master of distraction, and what better way to distract than say, hey, these <laughs> the so-called Christians didn't add these inspired words of god into their bible and it's like wait a second what and if you're not if you don't know if you don't do your research you might believe it you might and i've seen so many my christian friends right and they're not like they're not teenagers they're not early 20s they're not early 30s i'm talking like season 40 50 60 year olds falling into this trap of oh the the book lost book of Thomas. Did you? They just found this in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it, see, it was written back then, and blah blah blah, and this and the Enoch, and it's like no, no, that doesn't follow. It doesn't follow one the Old Testament, which has been around for way longer than the New Testament, and it doesn't follow the teachings of Christ from the canonized. So if we say that the the twenty seven books that we have right in the New Testament are canonized scripture, then Either this one or two or three or four books are wrong, or all twenty-seven books are wrong because they're pretty cohesive in the way that what they teach. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. This is how he lived. This is why he came. This is why he died, and this is what's going on afterwards. That's our our New Testament is cohesive in that. Mm-hmm. But that's not always what these other books teach, like the Book of Judas on a secret mission. Oh, if he was on a secret mission, then why are the Gospels, the synoptics, in agreement that, hey, no, it was better that he had a millstone tied around his neck and tossed in the sea, huh? <laughs> it was better that he had never been born. Uh, why did Christ, why, why did they quote Christ and saying that it would have been better had he never been born, that he was born for this one thing, to come and betray Christ? I mean, it's like, and then you follow the Gospels and what Christ taught in the Gospels, right, in the Gospels that we have, and then you get into the epistles, and, and they follow the same train of thought. But then you pull in these other outside books in the New Testament, and they don't. Or you or you go back to the Apocrypha of the Old Testament, and it's these wild, outrageous stories of dragons and and just just crazy stuff that doesn't follow the historical God. And actually, a lot of the, some of these books make God out to be like the villain 
of of history. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, God's never been the villain. That that to me seems like a twist from the enemy. Did God really say you would die? Did God say that? That's what it sounds like to me. So that's what I come up with. Why is there such a following over these books? I think it's blindness. I think the church is is in a state of, especially the Western church, that's what I can speak to is the Western church, is in a state of taking the easy way out. And we have so much information we can access with these. We could debate things back and forth all day long, and there's always a rebuttal. But there's a reason why the church fathers before these canonized the books that we have. Mm. And, and they, they, they tested them, they proved them, they tried them, they looked at the evidence, and they were closer to it. Because they wanted the truth. They, they didn't the want what they wanted. They wanted truth. They didn't want to twist it. They wanted the truth. And, and they were going to do whatever they had to do to preserve the truth. Mm. So that's where I land on it. What about people, you? I think people are just fascinated with the mysterious. Yeah, but the belief you know? in it. So I, I, I'm fascinated with it, too. I can read it, right? Like, like okay, I think of like the Da Vinci Code, right? Sure. And, and to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite movies. I love I've never, I've the never Vinci seen Code. it, but... Um, when the book was written mm-hmm. there, I think it had a slightly different title, but I remember being at church and people going up in arms and the oh, author yeah. was like, it's just a story with the religious band. Right. Now, of course, did that cause people to ask questions and be led astray and all this? Because the idea was the Holy Sepulcher wasn't this. It was actually Mary Magdalene and the Knights Templar were protecting her right. and they still were around protecting her. And there was this ancient order and whatever. It, it's like it's like national treasure, right. just with the religious bent. And sure. I, I I enjoy it because your boy likes Tom Hanks, sure. and there's religious bent, so it's fun. But when you go into it saying, "Oh, this no, is just a story," no, but even the author even flats it. It's just a story, and so it makes me wonder. Okay, are some of these other Gospel of Thomases and Jews are those a story, or are these people who like the Gnostics who wanted to have this mystic higher learning rather than just being like, "No, this this is this is what's written. This is what it is. There is no more higher learning. Right. This is it, boss." Right. So I do think there's a little bit of a, in one sense, I think certain people like to have the, I got you moment to Christians of like, we got you, you're wrong. And then there's this misses of like, oh, this is unique. This is weird. Are we missing something? And I think some people are so bent on making sure that there's kind of word. There's too many people that believe national treasure is a for real thing. And they're looking for the thing that nobody's found yet. And it's not, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. Well, uh, and there's a lot of conspiracy theory around these. It's people searching, but they're searching for something that is not really there. Mm. They're searching for, there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something more. They don't want to take truth at at face value. Mm. They don't want to take it. They there's got to be something that you know. Uh, did God? I mean, it's just like the the you know agnostics. That who what is his name? Her her something starts with an H, but uh, he's like, I don't like the God of the Old Testament. So he totally his Bible didn't include the Old Testament at all. Nothing in the Old Testament. And a threw lot it out. of modern day you know people do that. And it's like, but we, oh yeah, I mean, oh I'm against the. There's no wrath. God doesn't have wrath. Your boy N T Wright is that guy. He doesn't believe God is a God of wrath and has no wrath, even though Bible clearly states he does. And so uh, I don't understand that aspect of it. I, I see it as people wanting a not, they want to create their own God. That's what it is. They want to twist the truth, create their own God. So they make their truth their own and can live with it and, and justify whatever. That's what it is. 
Cool. So I think that's a good way to end it, man. So the Apocrypha and a lot of these extra books, so they were not proven to be true in Jewish antiquity and Jewish right. history, right. and they don't include them. Right. Um, a lot of other you know church fathers saying these are this is not this is not truth, and they're backed up because of the way that they canonize scripture. Sure. And of course, there's argumentation of uh, is Third John actually written by John? Uh, the Book of Revelation was it John the Seer? Was it John right. the Apostle? Right. So there are still some questions out there, and sure. we don't want to ignore those because there's still our questions. Sure. But with these books, the extra books, history's proven where it's like, are they fun to read? Sure. Do they maybe have some nuggets of truth? Yeah. yeah the Maccabeans, it, I mean, you know, just because someone did something doesn't mean it's it's a, just a description. It's not a prescription. Are, are they inspired? We no. We believe no. That's that's a wholehearted belief of ours. So. All right, cool, man. I like it. This was a fun little conversation. I learned some things tonight, man. Well, good. But before we let the people go, you ready? I'm ready. For your favorite Are you sure part. you switched the pad over? I, oh, oh. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm ready. Up. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> You're making me all nervous. Your like boy, I got the wrong pad. Your boy was just looking out for you just in case. <laughs> How many times have we gone, oops, that's not the oh, right wrong pad. Wrong <laughs> pad. All right, my dude, what are we going to end the show on today? What so, fun fact you got the people? The fun fact of today. Did you know that Americans having trouble, or Americans have a troubling understanding of computer code? What does that even mean? According to a 2014 study conducted by Voucher Cloud and published by the Los Angeles Times, one in nine Americans, exactly 11% of the population, think HTML is actually a disease. <laughs> <laughs> so they the, think HTML, the, the HTML5, the like, way that like the a disease code like, is written, yeah. that how websites are built. Yes. It is a disease. They think it's a disease like any other. In disease. case you're wondering, like I sell diseases, guys, all the time. I sell diseases every I day. I, I figured work this on would be one you would appreciate. Day. You'd appreciate. So, this. what is CSS and JavaScript? Are those like supposed to be the well? The, see, the Jav antidotes? JavaScript is the prescription. Okay. Duh. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that was an easy one, but uh, yeah. People think HTML are disease, right? If you are a listener and you thought HTML was the disease, you got to reach out to us because I got to meet you. <laughs> it's like an HDMI cord. That's a disease too. <laughs> HDMI. What about an SDI? Do, oh, do Ooh. people know what an SDI? Do you know what an SDI is? Uh, SDI cable? No. It's like a coax cable. Is it's, it? It's the old like thing with uh, a peg in the middle. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Your okay. Standard. Yeah. I've got like for audio, video. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, not audio, but mainly, but, but it's like the old, like remember the like on the yeah. back of the TV, yeah, it was the, the, the that coax TV, cable. That TV's got them in the TV. Yeah, do, do you know what NDI is? I pro see. I probably like, have there's an idea. so many things. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't spend my days studying cables. Okay, so we bring our Skype into our interviews via NDI. In church, oh, okay. we do our lower third lyrics on the bottom of our uh, worship. NDI is see? just a signal that sent. Out. I am not a techie. I'm just not. And that's but I, the world. But I, I know live in. it's not a disease. If you're from a small church, you can listen to the small church media podcast where we talk about more. About not it. sponsored, but should be. <laughs> I just had to throw what, a little. When are you going to start sponsoring the podcast here? <laughs> when, I start, when I start getting more downloads than this podcast, oh goodness! But uh, anywho, man, it's always a lot of fun to hang out with you, and it's been fun getting back into the podcast chairs and the. And the Mike studio. to the new studio with the new sign that's given the Captain America Shield vibes. Yeah. Drink some great coffee. Two episodes in a row, two different coffees from two different listeners. One from the States, one from Canada. If you want to send us coffee, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, email. You can find all the information you need at Real Talk Christian Podcast. 
Com. Before we let them go, Fuller, do you got any final closing thoughts or words to send them on their way? No, just don't forget about the CS Bible. You know, if you got a good study Bible, we're gonna we're gonna couple, we're gonna get we're gonna try to get them away. Two of them we're gonna try to give away. So here here shortly, and uh, don't so hundred hundred reviews. 100,000 downloads is what you can get to get your Bible, there, right? There you go. I love it. Well, our music is already over, so we love you guys. We thank you that you're part of the RTC community and the RTC fam is what we call it. So, But Fuller, until next time, my friend. Take it easy. <laughs>